All right, let's go. Welcome back, boys. We're getting straight into it today. Happy Saturday to you all. Today, we're going to talk about what I would do if I was struggling to put muscle and size on, because this is definitely a problem I've had in the past, probably a problem I'm going to have again in the future. And it comes back, as with most of this stuff, to first principles. The first thing we need to do is kind of just declutter your brain and calm everything down that's going on up here in your head. Because the chances are, when you get yourself in a, basically in a tiz, where you're stressing out because you're not getting something that you want and you think that you're actually putting the work in and you think you deserve it, that's when that sort of childlike brain kicks in and we get very emotional and we either give up or we double down, but we, necess we don't necessarily double down on the right things. And we start to subconsciously self-sabotage ourselves. And then we kind of come out of it, maybe it's a day, maybe it's a week, maybe it's a month later, maybe we never come out of it, maybe it's just a black whole abyss that we get sucked into for the rest of our lives. And we're like, oh damn, why the hell did I do that? Why did I eat that crap? Why didn't I go to sleep? Why did I watch all that porn? Whatever it might be, it doesn't really matter. We do these things, we self-sabotage, we do it on a very subconscious level. It's almost like we, like another version of ourselves does it. We're like, well, I, I don't even know why I did that. I can't have done it, but I did do it. So the first thing we need to do is calm everything down. Because the chances are, well, no, there's not even a chance. If you're not building muscle, you're doing something wrong. So we need to change something that you're doing. But that doesn't, even, that doesn't necessarily mean that we need you to do more. In fact, it probably means we need you to do less things, but we need you to do them better and more of them, if that makes sense. So, the chances are that you are probably following some kind of program. I mean, first of all, if you're not following a program and you're struggling to put muscle on, follow a, follow a program, make sure you're progressively overloading. I, I'm not going to, I'm going to make this video a bit more advanced, so I'm going to assume you understand progressive overload. I'm going to assume you, well, of course, you lift weights. I'm going to assume that you are consuming adequate amounts of protein. Um, and I'll even assume, but I'll sort of touch on it very quickly, that you're in a slight, and you, the, the, the slight is the important word there, slight calorie surplus, so that you're, you've got more energy, so that it's easier for you to push and pull and stretch and all this stuff, bigger weight, so that you can build bigger muscle, okay? So I'm making those assumptions in this video, but if not, then, and if any of that, those words are new to you, I've done videos on all of those things, or you could probably find it even quicker if you just type in progressive overload or calorie surplus into your search bar in, in um, don't use Google, in YouTube. Um, and I'm sure you'll be able to find very comprehensive videos on all of those topics, but they are very basic. If you aren't doing them, then do those. But this video, I wanna cover, I say more advanced, but it really isn't more advanced, but I suppose it's more nuanced, a topic that's a bit more nuanced and a little bit like diet. A lot of the time we don't believe that the solution that works can be the simplest because we think we've tried all the simple things and we work our way up to this level where we think we have to do the most complicated, most arduous, hardest thing. But a little bit like diet where it is just really like how to build in a calorie deficit if you're trying to lose fat or surplus if you're trying to build some muscle into your life that works for you and trying to find a system and a mechanism and a methodology that works for you underneath the principle of calorie balance, maintenance calories, all this sort of stuff. So it's very similar with your training. And what I mean by that is really strip out any complications in your training. So the first rule 
if we want you to build muscle is that we need to have you following some kind of program that you are going to stick to even when you don't want to because we all know the feeling we've started a new program we're sort of mentally picturing the version of ourselves that we're going to become in six eight twelve weeks whatever it might be we're excited about it we go in everything's great for like two or three weeks and then Maybe you get a bit of a stomach bug or you get a cold or a flu or you have a bad night's sleep or you break up with your girlfriend or fucking cat dies, I don't know. Something goes wrong in life and you're not necessarily getting that feedback loop straight away. You're not getting as jacked as thought you would in, the, in this amount of time and you think, oh, maybe I'll just skip that or maybe I'll add in this exercise or maybe I'll take that exercise out or oh, do I really need to progressively overload this week? Oh, do I need to hit my calories hit? You know, so we start to find ways around. We start to look for shortcuts. It's very natural, we all do it. So we need to keep your program as super simple as possible we also need to add in some kind of enjoyment factor into it. And the best way to make sure that you're enjoying something is to guarantee that you're going to progress at it. And the best way that I have found to do this, if you're struggling to grow a particular body part, you know they talk about stubborn belly fat. Well, let's say it's like you've got a stubborn muscle that just won't grow. Okay, so we're gonna, we're gonna grow your stubborn muscles. Basically, you imagine this, right? You say you want to get better, you want to get bigger, you want to get stronger, whatever it might be. The reality is you want to get bigger and stronger than the person next to you, than the other guys that you see in the gym. Because think of it this way, you could be the biggest, strongest guy in the gym, and then you go to another gym, which is maybe like a bit more of a bodybuilding gym, or a bit more like a, an advanced level lifter gym, and it's full of all the guys in Mr. Olympia, and then you're the smallest again. Now you want to get bigger again. So it's always a bit of a comparison model, okay? But here's the way around this. Most guys will go into a gym, whether they're following a program or not, and they will do three sets of 10. And they'll maybe do anything from five to eight exercises. Okay, so they are amassing an amount of volume. But you can also guarantee that 90% of them aren't progressively overloading, and they're not training with the high intensity, enough, enough high intensity to actually build muscle, to break down the muscle fiber so that they grow back bigger and stronger. So just by following a program, progressively overloading and training with high intensity, you're already gonna be a bit ahead of 90, 95% of guys. But I know what you're gonna say, you wanna be in the top 0.1% and I get it, so do I. So what do you do? Very simple, you simplify. You break things down to one, you break things down to one exercise per movement. So what I mean by that is, you basically have six movements. You've got a vertical push, which tends to be for the shoulders. You've got a horizontal push, which tends to be for the chest. You've got a horizontal pull, which tends to be for your rhomboids. And then you've got a horizontal, uh, sorry, a vertical pull, which tends to be for the lats, right? That's the upper body, basically covered. And if you do the right exercises, you're gonna work your core at the same time. And then for the legs, you've basically got a hip hinge movement, which works like the hamstrings, the posterior chain, and then some kind of press movement. So it could be a squat, could be a leg press, something like that. You could argue that you could throw in like a curl movement, I suppose, like a leg extension, and, and that's fine as well. But let's say you've basically got those six, okay? So you've got the four upper bodies and you've got the two legs, okay? That basically means you need to find six exercises that tick a couple of boxes for you, that you enjoy doing, that you have a phenomenal mind-muscle connection with, 
and that you are comfortable progressively overloading in or with that you can do safely. So this is why I somewhat controversially often steer guys away from barbell movements. I spent years doing barbell movements. They look the fucking most manly, let's be honest. There's a, a lot of benefit to them, a heck of a lot of benefit to them. I'm not slagging them one bit. And if you enjoy them and you're able to progress at them, keep going. If you've never done them, I encourage you to try them, push yourself out of your comfort zone. But once you get to a certain point where you're trying to get bigger and stronger, watch the guys who are training for Mr. Olympia. Very few of them are doing things like barbell squats because it gets so hard to progress at them safely. So what you'll see a lot of guys doing is much more machine-based work, plate-loaded machines, things like that. So I would encourage you to find five or six machines that work best for you. Dumbbells, I suppose you could do if you're doing a pull movement because you just have to drop the weight and it's gonna fall. If you're doing a push, the weight's gonna fall on you, so you wanna be careful there, or it's gonna fall on your head if you're doing a vertical push. If you're doing a pull, you can kind of just let go of it and the gravity is going to pull it away from you. So you don't have to worry too much about it on the pull. I suppose you could do dumbbells or barbells with that. But for the most part, you wanna do machines because machines work within an arc of resistance. And that means that at every point, you are a lot safer than if you were to use dumbbells or barbells. So you need to find six machines for each of those. So vertical push, vertical pull, horizontal push, horizontal pull, hip hinge, and, and some sort of press for the leg that you can operate safely whilst progressively overloading aggressively and that you enjoy, that you actually feel like you're getting a real mind-muscle connection on. And this is different for everybody, which is why I can't give you the six exercises. Because it might be that you know you have a hack squat or a pendulum squat machine that works incredibly well for some guys, probably more on the shorter side, and then you have a leg press that if you, you set up correctly, is gonna work better for taller guys like me. Okay, so I can't give you specific exercises, but I would advise you to make them machine-based and find ones that you have the best mind-muscle connection with. And then what I want you to do is very simple. Triple your volume. So if most guys are going in and doing three sets of 10, you do nine sets of 10. Or you do, what's the equivalent? You're, you're basically trying to get about 90 to 100 reps. 80 to 100 reps, let's say, you're trying to get. So rather than doing 30 reps in every for that session, for that exercise, you are now gonna do 80 to 100 reps of that exercise, which you have a great connection, great mind-muscle connection with, and you progressively overload with, you're now gonna basically triple your volume. What's gonna happen over time if you triple your volume? You're going to get triple the results. So the whole premise of this, guys, is to simplify your workouts. Now, some people might be watching this and thinking, oh, that sounds really boring. Fine, but listen to me. It won't be boring if you start getting fucking massive very quickly. <laughs> And I promise you, if you can find six exercises that do this and you feel it and you feel every single rep, and by the way, you're not gonna enjoy this at the time because the whole point is, is you're doing exercises that you have that mind-muscle connection with, which means that they are hard by nature because every single rep you feel. There is no, I really wanna make this clear, there is no shortcut to this stuff. If you want to build muscle, it's going to hurt, guys. You need it to hurt. So tr stop trying to look for shortcuts, triple the volume, and I promise you, you will grow very quickly. I'll give you some examples of what I use. Legs, leg press for me. 
I will go in and I will sit there like a freak for 20 minutes and I will do, sometimes I'll do it in 10 sets and I'll do 10 sets of 10. Sometimes I'll change up the rep range a little bit. I'll do 15 set, I'll do 15 reps, I'll do 20 reps. It very much depends on how I'm feeling, how much time I've got. If I have less time, I, I wanna do less sets, right? If I wanna do less sets, I'm gonna do more reps because I wanna hit that volume. Because your volume is literally just your sets times your reps. It matters less how you get there. It matters more that you get there. So let's take 100, right? 100 reps. <clears throat> I could do five sets of 20 or I could do 10 sets of 10. It doesn't matter how you get there. But if you're limited on time, then it's going to be quicker for you to do five sets of 20 than it is to do 10 sets of 10. If you're not limited on time, if it's a, a Saturday, like today, for example, and you've got a bit more time, cool, brilliant, fantastic. Go and spend an hour and a half, do 10 sets of 10. And I know people are gonna hear this and say, oh, it's German volume training. It is to an extent, yes, I suppose it is. But German volume training, from my understanding of it, is very specific exercises, and it has to be 10 reps for 10, 10 sets. I'm not giving you that amount of rigidity. I don't think that necessarily works. I think it can work very well in the short term, but like all of these restrictive programs, if they're not adjusted, if they're not handled by a, like a proper coach, people just get bored. People start deviating from them. They start skipping things. They start thinking, oh, well, I'll be fine today. I'll just do nine sets today. I'll add an extra one. Bullshit, right? So I'm trying to give you the framework to work within and as much freedom as you can so that you can think critically about this use some critical thinking and actually find something that's going to work for you okay so the principles of this are is what we've been through so yeah i'm going to leave it there but hopefully that was useful it's something that i use a lot i am more than happy to train big and boring and because i know i'm going to get the result from it in fact i can I, i've seen it myself quite recently in my in my quads particularly i've just been smashing the leg press and my, because of my muscle insertions, because I have very long femurs, the top half of my leg, the leg press, if I set it up correctly, by the way, one hack for anybody who's particularly tall, if you sit, rather than just sitting into the leg press, if you actually put a weight under it, like a cylindrical weight under your ass and sit on that, you're raising your hips and you're gonna get far more range of motion on your leg press and you're gonna be able to work the muscle much harder. So that's a little hack for you if you're, if you're tall, by the way. You don't need to do this if you're, if you're on the shorter side. If you're under six foot two, you don't need to do that. Um, but yeah, I've been smashing the leg press and seeing phenomenal results from it. So yeah, can, can, and I'm not saying do leg press. Again, I'm not saying it has to be the leg press. I'm saying find the exercises that work for you, that you have the best mind, muscle, muscle, the best muscle contraction. I should say that as well, actually, that's very important the best muscle contraction. Right guys, I'll leave you to it. Enjoy your Saturdays. I'll see you tomorrow.